so today we're talking to Tony. Uh, hi, Tony. Hey, hey there. And we are going to talk about betting your company on closure. And Tony is from Vouch. Uh, but maybe before we start to talk about Vouch, uh, we can talk about you and you as like, how did you even get to betting your company on closure? Like, wh like where you come from? Yeah, great question. Uh, it's, it's been a bit of a journey for me. So I'm originally from Scotland. Uh, that's my background. Always into development in one way or another. You know, worked for a number of big blue chip companies while I was kind of coming through in my 20s. And then ended up moving to Belgium. Uh, and I was doing like enterprise architecture for, for a large company based out of there. Uh, and I met some really interesting people uh, who are, you know, still with the company vouched today actually we've been together for a long time you know but we were very frustrated i think at, at that time working together about the state of technology and we kind of formed a little group of kind of forward thinking people about how how technology could be better and you know functional programming was one of those areas in particular uh, you know things like moore's law was topping out um you know, parallel processing was really big at that point. And, and also just developers in general were really jaded with things like Java and .NET. Uh, so so we kind of formed this little little pack together. Renegades group. Uh, a few of us, yeah. And we were just looking for new ways to, to excite ourselves. And, and, and kind of closure was the thing that came that really got us excited. Um, you know, that, that's the kind of background to it. Fast forward from there, I, I moved to America to work for other large companies, chief architect, CTO type roles. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, I just decided, hey, why, why are we building products for other people? We should be doing this for ourselves uh, and looked for an opportunity to do that. And that's where Vouch came. Mm -hmm. And then when we started Vouch, it became a really obvious thing for us to think about, you know, how do we build this product that, that we've thought of? Uh, and Clojure and Clojure Script in particular became a, a real focal point for us. Mm -hmm. And that's a long way to answer your very simple question right. of yeah. how come right, right. we're betting the company in Clojure. Right, so what, what does this why. mean from your sense, like betting company on Clojure? Like where, like how do you connect the dots or like why? Yeah, I mean, you sort of talk about the uh, ideas, like the functional programming and stuff like this, but like where do you connect this? You know, what closure, closure script in particular actually really helps us do things that we couldn't do before. You know, in Vouch, one of our big things is about reaching any device or any place where we can apply software. And that, that can be like a car key fob or it can be uh, a door handle. It can be a piece of software mm. on an IoT device. It, it doesn't really matter. Um actually what we need is is some technology that can actually reach all of those parts but we only develop once mm -hmm. right uh, and you know we can't do that with closure per se uh, because you know the jvm requirement etc and we can do that with things like c but we can't use c on our mobile apps uh, in, in closure script is that perfect storm or storm of you know, functional programming that we can compile, you know, th thanks to the ClojureScript compiler, we can compile that and run it almost anywhere. Mm, right. Because uh, of... And that became a real target for us, was to try and try and build some technology that we could apply very quickly to many different situations. 
and, and from a technology point of view and a language point of view, you know, closure and closure script really, really fit that bill. Um, the, the other aspect that really attracted us to, to kind of betting the company on, on closure script was really the talent that we could get. You know, if you look at some of our team members, we've got people who are, who are very prominent in the, in the right. closure community and closure script community. Um, and the reason reason we can attract those guys, uh, it's not just my sparkling personality, right? <laughs> it's, it's because we're building great products, mm-hmm. but we're doing it with a great tech stack. Right. So maybe um, let's talk about briefly about product because I thought we skipped all of this part. So what is Vouch? What what are you building and how yeah, how does this work? Yeah, so Vouch at its core is really an identity platform. Okay. Uh, it's an identity platform really for the future. So right now you have traditional identity platforms that have the central database or LDAP structure. Um, and there's a cloud connection usually involved and there's a shared secret like a password or a token, you know, and there's a central approach to managing that data. Uh, And you can't do so much with that. You can use it for accessing, you know, systems, apps, websites, you know, or API. But you can't really do so much when it comes to, to IoT or or, or essentially smart cities or product development. Mm-hmm. So we actually come up with a, a solution to, to solve a lot of those identity problems. Uh, and that, that was Vouch, where we have this decentralized identity that we can use to, to avoid some of those centralized problems, right? There, there is no shared secrets with Vouch, for example. There's no passwords, there's no tokens uh, when you use our product. We can use it to assert an identity of a human and a device in combination. So, for example, a cell phone uh, and a human. So, you know, I know exactly who I'm communicating to mm-hmm. when, when I when I have that transaction. But we can also verify that on a device. So, for example, an IoT device. In our case, we're doing that with cars right now. So we can apply an identity to, to, a, to a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And we know that, you know, Tony is who he says he is, right? And, you know, we can say that you're the owner of the car and we can do that with an, a degree of absolute trust and certainty. Uh, and essentially that, that's, that's what Vouch does. Uh, it, it provides that absolute trust where we've never had it before, really. We know that the transaction or the communication or the device hasn't been tampered with in any way. Uh, yeah, and that, that's the kind of high-level view of, of what we do. Mm-hmm. Right, but I'm now you're talking uh, about Vouch as an identity platform. I remember initially, or when I first heard of Vouch, it was more about the, like, unlocking the car and, like, identity for the car. So did, did this expand to, like, a broader scope? Yeah, but we've always been that identity company, really. Uh, I, th- I think from a product go-to-market strategy, we've focused on some really interesting use cases like like the automotive, um, you know, digital key and digital identity. We, we will extend out beyond that. Our roadmap is, you know, very future-facing to, you know, hotels, hospitality industry, uh, just identity use cases for, for like, you know, removing passwords everywhere, but also really accelerating that into different industries, you know, retail, IoT in general, smart cities. Our identity can really be used anywhere. Uh, the, the thing that makes it special 
actually is the fact that there's no PKI involved when we do device-to-device communication. You know, Vouch removes the need for that. And we can do that in an offline way. So we can we can verify that a device or a human with a device is who they say they are and that they are allowed to do the, the task that they're trying to perform. And we can do that without connecting to a, a central server or or needing a cloud computing architecture, etc. We can do it without that. When you say PKI without the need of a PKI, could you unpack this? Yeah, so traditionally, uh, in fact, in almost every IoT type solution today, you you have this this kind of public private key uh, pair that that you require a certificate uh, that comes from a from a centralized uh, certificate of authority server that's usually protected in a big tower with lots of guards, right? Because if someone accesses a certificate uh, from there, they can literally be that company, right? They can sign software as that company. Uh, and it's a real it's a real issue. And it's how you see a lot of malware out there. People can, you know, uh, get hold of a private key uh, from that company, make some fake software, send it to devices, uh, and essentially just, you know, put authorized software into authorized devices uh, unknowingly. So whoever owns the key, owns the device kind of thing. Uh, with Vouch, we don't do that. We, we, use, a, we use a blockchain technology and our own proprietary technology to, to remove the need for that. And actually we, we use, you know, essentially it's a, it's a proof that we send between uh, the two, two parties, so the client and the device, for example. So your phone and your device, the, there's there's a proof that is sent to establish trust uh, and the device can verify that proof in an offline way to prove you are who you say you are. And we don't need that central check or that central key, master key that is used. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are the parts of, like what are technologies are you using? So you mentioned blockchain. So what, how would you describe your tech stack? Yeah, so we, we use, uh, we're part of the kind of Cosmos ecosystem that's emerging in the, the blockchain world. We, we use Tendermint to, to, really, to really help us with the, with the proofing technology. Uh, and then from a, from a vouch stack, obviously we have Clojure and Clojure Scripts. Um, and essentially we, we'll use what we have to really, but we try and focus on those, those core technologies. We do have a mix of C for certain clients that we work with, customers that is. Where, where we're putting our software on their hardware and there's a requirement for, for C to be used for a library, for example. We, we will do that. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's mainly it. So we try and keep that tech stack as lean as possible. Um, one thing to point out about how we approach the technology is, is we're really like cloud agnostic. So to host our servers, if we, we have to do that for ourselves, we can host it anywhere. But we don't rely on any any cloud uh, providers technology to make our product work. Um, and also gives us independence, right? We can deploy our software stack anywhere, really on-premise, in the cloud, you name it. We, we can really put it anywhere because we're so independent in our stack. Right, so uh, mm-hmm. when you when you have your client applications, is that those are usually like mobile applications or there's like also web client or... Yeah, mostly right now it's uh, mobile applications. That that's just the trend. 
Uh, there's no reason why we couldn't do web applications, of course. But right now, most of our clients are web applications or their hardware themselves. So, so you know, device-to-device communication is a big thing for us. But from a software perspective, from a customer user experience, it's mostly a mobile app. And of course, that's where ClojureScript plays a big part for us. Right, yeah. And uh, of course, you mentioned also the team uh, that you have there behind uh, behind the scenes. There is really, uh, I think, great team. And I had a chance to talk to a couple of them. There is David Nolan, there is Mike Fikes, uh, and um, like you mentioned also this attracting the talent and how does this benefit uh, Vouch? Yeah, so we, we have a, a real world-class uh, team of engineers. Uh, you know, obviously you mentioned David and Mike there, and, you know, they, they don't come much better than those guys. Uh, but we have a, a real, real depth of talent in our team, you know, from our chief architect, Christoph Seidek, who, who does most of our product design from a technology point of view. Uh, probably the least well-known person in our team. I think he's too busy to to put himself out there, but, but he's a real talent. Uh, his designs actually attract people when they see what, what we're doing. Uh, and then we have people like uh, Mikhail Marczyk, who, who's, who's Polish, who's, who's obviously well-known in the community, a real, a real talent, uh, very lucky to have him. And then, you know, we have people like uh, Stein Oppheid, who's in Belgium, again, been in the closure community for a long time, but maybe not so well-known. Uh, and then recently we have people like Jordan Miller join uh, our team, and it won't stop there. We'll keep looking to to attract people who are, who are, you know, contributing to the community of closure. And I, and I think that's something that we'll look for as well when we're hiring people. You know, it's not just, it's not just the personality fit or, or the the talent. Uh, being able to articulate that and want to be part of the community is a real important part of what we do at Vouch. Um, yeah, I guess it's also difficult, right? Uh, because as you mentioned, you have those sort of quiet people in your team that are not very open. And like the question is, how do you find those guys, right? Uh, and how how did you even like start to, I mean, build a team uh, at Vouch? How does that evolve? Yeah, so the, the quiet the quieter people in the team are, are usually the guys who are, who are uh, found because they want to work with uh, people who are a bit more public, right? So they, they, they can see what Mike's doing, they see what Jordan's putting out there, and they, they start following Vouch, and then they're thinking of a new career. So they come to our website and they think, yeah, I, I can do that. I want to work with with that team. Um, you know, that that's that's kind of how we attract. You know, the, the more, more we're involved in the community, the more people learn what kind of team we are and how we work. Uh, and that that attracts people who are perhaps not so so visible out there it lets us find those those talents that that are perhaps not so vocal you know young talent is also a very a very important thing for us but but it's harder to hire young talent uh, because they have no no uh, perhaps visible experience or not so much of it uh, but again there's a there's a huge amount of people coming through into the the workforce who are very lisp orientated, right? They're, they're following people like David and Rich and watching their videos and 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 they're again excited about closure and closure script. And, and those guys will reach out to us to say, "Hey, I'm getting really into this language. You know, I'm following your company. You know, I'd really love to to kind of learn and grow my skills at your company." 
So it's, it's not just the, the senior guys that we can attract with this approach, but we also we also find the stars of the future. That right. So are you currently hiring? We're, we are. We are. We're, we're growing very fast. So it's always a yes to that question right now. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. So anybody interested? Yeah, I guess they can just reach out to you and follow Vouch. Yeah, yeah. just head to the website. There's, a, there's some jobs on there and, you know, just send us an email and we'll get in touch cool. for sure. Uh, you also mentioned community uh, involvement. Uh, so how is Vouch involving the community from, uh, well, company's point of view? Yeah, a number of ways. Uh, I think we're, we're about to do a lot more uh, visible uh, community work now that we're, we're starting to get a bit more mature as a company. But, you know, obviously we, we have team members that we, we support to be out there in the community, right? Um uh, and we actively encourage that in our team. It's something that we t- we're very proud of and it's something we, we encourage our team to do is to get involved in in projects that help the, the closure community and to do speaking engagements and, you know, and, and, and to help people enter into the, the closure community, um, you know. And, and we'll do a lot more of that publicly. Privately, we've been, you know, obviously building open source components ourselves and putting that out there. Uh, you know, we've released Krell into the into the the open source community, uh, and we'll do more of that, a lot more of that going forward. What were the biggest challenges for, like, I don't know, even I was from very beginning, from starting the whole vouch and like building it up? What were the things that you felt like, you know, it really was challenging for you, also from a company point of view? Yeah, I love that question. I, I think our our biggest challenge was we were inventing something that didn't exist. And when you're doing that, you have to educate people right. for them to realize that they need it. Right. So so when you're you're trying to sell an identity that's for the future and people only understand the current, uh, that that's difficult. They, you know, they, they they can see the technology is amazing and they can see how it might help them, but they're they're perhaps so invested in a PKI infrastructure or or they have, you know, an app ecosystem that doesn't have space for it. That was really difficult for us. Um, you know, when you have to roll the big ball up the hill, when you're trying to convince people, uh, it, it gets very difficult, right? Uh, but we, we did a great job there, uh, really, as a team. We built some really incredible tech and it made it easy to go and educate people, Uh but we actually found that the product itself was is just too broad, right? We can use it anywhere. There's not a there's not an occasion where I speak to someone if I go out for dinner or we meet someone online, uh, and they start asking about vouch. Within minutes, I can think of ways that our product can help them. You know, it doesn't matter the, the industry they're in or or which which product they're thinking about. We can probably use vouch to help them in some way, and that was a real challenge. Also, when you can do everything. How do you sell something, right? So we had to really focus, and that's where the automotive story comes from. We focused on one industry while we built out more complete narratives and more complete use cases for other industries, and that's the way we're kind of growing it right now, industry by industry. Uh, any, anything else to in terms of like, so this is sort of like, I don't know, the go-to-market, I would say, uh, struggles in a way to like market, vouch, and how you can really, you know, uh, put it out in the market. Uh, were there any other, I don't know, technical challenges? Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the technical challenges when, when you're inventing something. 
uh, are, are, are quite common, right? But I think in our case, we're trying to use blockchain in a very different way. You know, we're not doing cryptocurrency. We're not doing supply chain. We're using blockchain to change I- identity. Uh, and, and that was quite a struggle, to, to, be, to be honest, to find, to find a complement between our, our stack and blockchain technologies that are out there. Mm-hmm. Well, it was quite a challenge, you know, that, that's something we, we had to iterate on and, and, and change direction on a few times until we found a very good fit. Uh, and that's where we are today. Um, but also, how do you hire for blockchain experience, right? It, it's really difficult. So again, this comes back to to having real world-class engineers on the team, you know, people like Stan Ophead, who, who essentially knew nothing about the blockchain tech stack uh, but it was a very senior engineer. He very quickly figured that that area out and, and contributed heavily into to what the product became. Yeah. No, I can only imagine, like, as you mentioned, if you try to invent something new, it's always difficult. Like, even for me, sometimes I know there's nothing new. Like, well, there are certain things I want to build. There might be not new for me, but I still need this time to, like, think about, oh, do I need to put this here or there? So I can only imagine if you build something really from scratch, where you really need to put all of those boxes together uh, might be quite a bit of like even initial like I would say R and D work just to see if those things fit. To- yeah, it, it's also something we're very aware of. You know, you have to be very pragmatic when you're building a, a product, right? You you can't you can't take the time to make it perfect. You you have to get product released to customers. Uh, you have to to actually make progress so that you can drive revenue. Uh, and when you have a team like like we do of incredibly skillful developers and engineers, uh, sometimes that that's that goes against their nature to to not do something exactly as it could be done, but to cut a few corners. Uh, and actually, it's where closure comes in for us, right? You know, cutting a few corners using closure. It's much easier to go back and rectify that later, right? Than than it would be using Java or something like that. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think we've learned a lot from the first implementation of our product. I think there'll be, you know, there'll be other implementations of our product that that will that will do in a in a better way. I think that's normal. Um, but yeah, I think that that can be a challenge as well. Is is not wanting to to kind of boil the ocean of of making everything perfect before you release or, or before you show code to people. Um, yeah, that, that can be a challenge for sure. So you're talking about like the R&D, we are talking about like different pr- uh, problems. How about like the general uh, market and, you know, I mean, Apple bringing their own sort of like way to open and unlock the cars. How do you see that evolving? Yeah, uh, again, you're, you're great with these questions. Uh, I really like them. So uh, Apple, Apple are obviously just a huge company, right? So they, if they bring something out in a space, you know, people talk about, you know, share locking. You know, uh, I, I actually, I think we look at that in a complete uh, reverse way. You know, I, I actually welcome companies like Apple and Google and Amazon coming into the spaces that we're in, because it allows 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 for us to take a step back and let them educate the market on the need for them and the benefits for things like digital keys and digital identities. Um, our, our product works in a very different way from from those guys. You know, they, they're after this 
retail customer, you know, to sell more phones or to sell more music subscriptions. That's their goal when they work with car companies. It's, it's all about that, right? It's all about how can I enable more revenue from, from, from putting a car key on a phone? Well, you know, if you put a car key on a phone, you, you know who that user is, so you can sell them additional services or sell the data around those services. Uh, with Vouch, we actually come in at that point. That That's where we really, really come to life. Our, our view of identity is at an organization level and at an individual level. So, for example, uh, we can augment what Apple do with their car key uh, by by linking our identity to that key. And that, that's something that we're working on now. Um, and then we can take that identity and use that across many different services. For example, we can link it to the profile inside the, the car, right? So we, we know who you are uh, when you unlock the car. We can then set your preferences for the car. And then we can use that identity when the car needs to speak to external devices or, or services. For example, electric vehicle charging, we can use that identity to apply a charge, um, because we know who you are and we know that the car is yours and we can do things like pay for tolls or fuel, anything like that at all. Vehicle to X is what they call that. Uh, so yeah, Apple coming into to our, our space is really a great thing for us because then we can really show how our technology can take it to the next level when it's connected to that. Yeah, it sounds, uh, you know, everything sounds very exciting. And I think you have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, things already figured out in terms of how you want to approach this. Uh, so I think it's great to hear. Uh, would there be anything else? Uh, Not that I can think of. <laughs> I, I think you've asked some great questions. Uh, you know, I can't think of any part of the story that I've left out there. Right. So I guess to anyone listening, if you're interested in working at Vouch, uh, just... It's a vouch.io, the website, and there's a careers page, I believe, and then you can just um, hit them up with an email and see what can work. Yeah, pl please do. We're we're open to to finding new people to come in and, and make our team even better. Cool, sounds great. Uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time talking about vouch. Yeah, th thank you so much for inviting Absolutely. me on. I, I really enjoyed that. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, consider supporting it by rating it on your platform and telling others about it. You can also support it directly by buying subscription at closure.stream or sponsoring it on GitHub sponsors. All the details in the show notes below.